0: This is from the book, A Rose Veiled in Black. The essay is titled, Our Lady Babylon and Her Cup of Fornications Approaches to a Thelemic Goddess by Gordon Jernjevic. Gods are dangerous when they manifest themselves clearly. That was from Homer the Iliad. Thelema, the Greek word for will, is a religio-philosophical system inaugurated by the British poet, practitioner of magical arts, and prolific writer of esoteric literature, Allister Crawley, 1875-1947. to 1947. According to his own account in the spring of 1904, Crawley received, via direct voice transmission, the text of the Book of the Law. The fundamental source of the Thelemic Doctrine in the year 1904 is in consequence, considered the inception of the new aeon announced by this prophetic text, the Book of the Law, or Liber al Vel Legis, subsequently cited as all, is a difficult text to summarize, and Crowley himself firmly believed that its meaning is to be left for individual Thelemites, persons accepting the Law of Thelema, To determine for themselves. The following few remarks should nevertheless suffice in order to provide the necessary context for the subsequent exposition of the subject matter that forms the focus of this paper. The three chapters that comprise the book of the law are related to the three main dramatis personae of the text. These are the principal divine figures of the of the Lima, the goddess Nuit, first chapter. Her counterpart Hadit, second chapter, and their quote child Haru Raha, third chapter. Haru Raha has a dual aspect. In his active form, he is referred to Rahur Kweet, while his passive form is known as Hor Par Krat. From one point of view, this Thelemic trinity consists of the mother, father, and child, while from another gendered perspective, It consists of woman, man, and androgyne. Nuit is related to infinite space and the infinite stars thereof. She is the lady of the stars and represents the totality of the universe, without and within, in its unlimited potential. Hadith, her counterpart, is somewhat analogous to the Hindu Upanishadic concept of Atman. Nuit is circumference, without borders, and Hadit is the center, which is everywhere, in every heart of man, and in the core of every star. The relationship between Nuit and Hadit is compared by Krali to the relationship between Shiva and Shakti and Tantra, or between Tao and Te in Lao Tzu's Taoism. Haru Raha, an aspect of god Horus, is considered to be the lord of the present historical cycle which crawley also designates as the aeon of the crowned and conquering child according to crawley's exegesis the central, me- central message of the book of the law is broadly speaking encapsulated in three sentences from the text these are do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law love is the law love under will and every man and every woman is a star Crawley consistently and robustly rejected the do-as-you-like interpretation of the import of the first quoted maxim. Instead, he argued that every individual has a unique will, which needs to be discovered and pursued with utmost determination. In a similar vein, the nature of this will is by the second maxim explained to be love. Crawley understands love as a drive towards union between any two elements such as subject and object, for example, but which can take infinite number of forms, and which drive in many respects carries similarity with the Hindu concept of yoga, which yoga etymologically means union. The third maxim is self-explanatory, but its merits remarking that its import is that the source of light for each individual lies within him or her. It is, in a sense, simply rephrasing of the statement, the kingdom of God is within you. The above considerations were necessary in order to contextualize the basic background of the discussion that follows. The context is the arrival of the new Aeon, of the crown and conquering child horse, the new religion or ideology, Thelema, and its prophet, Crowley, as the solar beast. The beast, however, is not the sole representative of the new despotism dispensation he functions together with his magical partner who was also designated with reference to the book of revelation as the scarlet woman who rides upon the beast and holds up her cup of fornication the text of the book of revelation refers to her as babylon but crawley as a result of information delivered in a particular vision adopts the variant title and calls her babylon translating her name as the gate of the god on sun Babylon is thus one of the fundamental theomorphic concepts in Thelema, endowed with an array of qualifying determinants. It will become evident in due course that Babylon relates to Nuit, to a Kabbalistic sephira on the tree of life, to a particular spiritual experience, to a mode of meditation, to a form of sexual practice, and to an attitude towards reality and one's fate. All of these complex elements are perhaps most pointedly unified in a particular symbolic image of Babylon, and that is the image of the whore. The rest of this essay will be devoted to exploration of the above set of notions with an emphasis on sexual aspects inherent in the idea of Babylon. Well, that's all I feel like reading. I'm sure, the rest of it's real good. Yeah, that's from the book A Rose Veiled in Black. It's all about the goddess Babylon. Which, like the text said, The Wheat Infinite Space. A Rose Veiled in Black, edited by Fitzgerald and Shoki Yeah. Well,
1: silent now as opposed to when the Saints have the ball. Oh look at this one. What a run. Still.
2: 67 yards by Marshawn Lynch. Murray's extra point is good. Vast energies go into the production of unbreakable codes, and so they vary uh, systematically sought out all examples of encrypted material throughout history and just lickety-split deciphered it one after another. And all occult and magical codes known to exist in Europe can be traced back to one person virtually to one person to trithemius bishop of sponheim who was the the great teacher of henry cornelius agrippa all magical codes if you know the trithemian method within a few hours you can get plain text well the vonich manuscript did not yield at all to this method and um, the CIA formed a, a working group that for over 10 years would invite scholars in to have a look at this. And uh, if you're interested in this, um, Marie de Imperio, who was a great Renaissance scholar, wrote a book called uh, The Vonich Manuscript, An Elegant Enigma, in which she traces the efforts of the CIA to figure this thing out.
3: The Seven Sermons to the Dead by Carl Gustav Jung. This is recorded to celebrate the seventh anniversary of LibriVox. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Septem Sermones Ad Mortuos. Nineteen sixteen, the seven sermons to the dead, written by Basilides in Alexandria, the city where the east toucheth the west. Sermo one. The dead came back from Jerusalem, where they found not what they sought. They prayed me let them in and besought my word. And thus I began my teaching. Hearken, I begin with nothingness. Nothingness is the same as fullness in infinity. Full is no better than empty. Nothingness is both empty and full. As well might ye say anything else of nothingness, as, for instance, white is it, or black, or again, it is not, or it is. A thing that is infinite and eternal hath no qualities, since it hath all qualities. This nothingness or fullness we name the pleroma, therein both thinking and being cease, since the eternal and infinite possess no qualities. In it no being is, for he then would be distinct from the pleroma, and would possess qualities which would distinguish him as something distinct from the pleroma. In the pleroma there is nothing and everything. It is quite fruitless to think about the pleroma, for this would mean self-dissolution. Creatura is not in the pleroma, but in itself. The pleroma is both beginning and end of created beings. It pervadeth them, as the light of the sun everywhere pervadeth the air. Although the pleroma pervadeth altogether, yet hath created being no share thereof, just as a holy, transparent body becometh neither light nor dark through the light which pervadeth it. We are, however, the Pleroma itself, for we are a part of the Eternal and Infinite, but we have no share thereof, as we are from the Pleroma infinitely removed, not spiritually or temporally, but essentially, since we are distinguished from the Pleroma in our essence as creatura, which is confined within time and space. Yet, because we are parts of the Pleroma, the Pleroma is also in us. Even in the smallest point is the Pleroma endless, eternal, and entire, since small and great are qualities which are contained in it. It is that nothingness which is everywhere, whole and continuous. Only figuratively, therefore, do I speak of created being as a part of the pleroma, because actually the pleroma is nowhere divided, since it is nothingness. We are also the whole pleroma, because figuratively, the pleroma is the smallest point, assumed only, not existing, in us and the boundless firmament about us. But wherefore then do we speak of the Pleroma at all, since it is thus everything and nothing? I speak of it to make a beginning somewhere, and also to free you from the delusion that somewhere, either without or within, There standeth something fixed, or in some way established, from the beginning. Every so-called fixed and certain thing is only relative. That alone is fixed and certain, which is subject to change. What is changeable, however, is creatura. Therefore is it the one thing which is fixed and certain, because it hath qualities. It is even quality itself. The question ariseth, how did creatura originate? Created beings came to pass, not creatura, since created being is the very quality of the pleroma as much as non-creation, which is the eternal death. In all times and places is creation. In all times and places is death. The pleroma hath all distinctiveness and non-distinctiveness. Distinctiveness is creatura, it is distinct. Distinctiveness is its essence, and therefore it distinguisheth. Therefore man discriminateth, because his nature is distinctiveness. Wherefore also he distinguisheth qualities of the pleroma, which are not. He distinguisheth them out of his own nature. Therefore must he speak of qualities of the pleroma, which are not. What use say ye to speak of it? Setst thou not thyself there is no profit in thinking upon the pleroma? That said I unto you to free you from the delusion that we are able to think about the pleroma. When we distinguish qualities of the Pleroma, we are speaking from the ground of our own distinctiveness and concerning our own distinctiveness. But we have said nothing concerning the Pleroma. Concerning our own distinctiveness, however, it is needful to speak whereby we may distinguish ourselves enough. Our very nature is distinctiveness— If we are not true to this nature, we do not distinguish ourselves enough. Therefore must we make distinctions of qualities. What is the harm, ye ask, in not distinguishing oneself? If we do not distinguish, we get beyond our own nature, away from creatura. We fall into indistinctiveness, which is the other quality of the pleroma. We fall into the pleroma itself and cease to be creatures. We are given over to dissolution in the nothingness. This is the death of the creature. Therefore, we die in such measure as we do not distinguish. Hence, the natural striving of the creature goeth towards distinctiveness, fighteth against primeval perilous sameness. This is called the Principium Individuationis. This principle is the essence of the creature. From this you can see why indistinctiveness and non-distinction are a great danger for the creature. We must, therefore, distinguish the qualities of the Pleroma. The qualities are pairs of opposites, such as the effective and the ineffective, fullness and emptiness, living and dead, difference and sameness, light and darkness, the hot and the cold, force and matter, time and space, good and evil beauty and ugliness, the one and the many, etc. The pairs of opposites are qualities of the Pleroma which are not, because each balanceth each. As we are the Pleroma itself, we also have all these qualities in us. Because the very ground of our nature is distinctiveness, Therefore we have these qualities in the name and sign of distinctiveness, which meaneth, 1. These qualities are distinct and separate in us one from the other. Therefore they are not balanced and void, but are effective. Thus are we the victims of the pairs of opposites. The pleroma is rent in us. 2. The qualities belong to the pleroma, and only in the name and sign of distinctiveness can and must we possess or live them. We must distinguish ourselves from qualities. In the pleroma they are balanced and void, in us not. Being distinguished from them delivereth us. When we strive after the good or the beautiful, We thereby forget our own nature, which is distinctiveness, and we are delivered over to the qualities of the pleroma, which are pairs of opposites. We labor to attain to the good and the beautiful, yet at the same time we also lay hold of the evil and the ugly, since in the pleroma these are one with the good and the beautiful. When, however, we remain true to our own nature, which is distinctiveness, we distinguish ourselves from the good and the beautiful, and therefore at the same time from the evil and the ugly. And thus we fall not into the pleroma, namely into nothingness and dissolution. Thou sayest, ye object, that difference and sameness are also qualities of the pleroma, How would it be, then, if we strive after difference? Are we, in so doing, not true to our own nature? And must we, nonetheless, be given over to sameness when we strive after difference? Ye must not forget that the Pleroma hath no qualities. We create them through thinking. If, therefore, ye strive after difference or sameness, or any qualities whatsoever, ye pursue thoughts which flow to you out of the pleroma, thoughts namely concerning non-existing qualities of the pleroma. Inasmuch as ye run after these thoughts, ye fall again into the pleroma, and reach difference and sameness at the same time. Not your thinking, but your being, is distinctiveness. Therefore not after difference, as ye think it, must ye strive, but after your own being. At bottom, therefore, there is only one striving, namely the striving after your own being. If ye had this striving, ye would not need to know anything about the pleroma and its qualities, and yet Would ye come to your right goal by virtue of your own being? Since, however, thought estrangeth from being, that knowledge must I teach you wherewith ye might be able to hold your thought in leash.
4: I try to think logically, and the result of that is most people think I'm a satirist. But consider the the difference between Federal Reserve notes and counterfeit money. I have been meditating on that ever since I read Ezra Pound's Cantos at the age of 18, as many cantos as they were then. He wrote more later. But studying Pound's Cantos got me very much involved in this question of why do Federal Reserve notes pass as money? Well, as far as I can, I've read all sorts of explanations. I, I followed this argument through the pages of economic journals, books, and so on. I never found a reasonable explanation except the one I made up myself. If you or I or the mafia print a whole bunch of money in our basement, no matter how good it looks, it's not real money. You know why? Because we don't have a magic wand. When the Federal Reserve prints money, they wave a magic print paper, they wave a magic wand over it, and it becomes money if you don't have the magic wand it's a counterfeit and i have yet to see any book on economics that gives like an explanation that makes as much sense as that one just like i've never found a book on theology explaining why women can't be catholic priests that makes as much sense as the one i thought up myself maybe i should get the new title defender of part of the faith if you can believe that the Willie is really central to holiness and that the Federal Reserve really has a magic wand and every other money is not real money, then the world begins to make sense. If you can't believe either of those doctrines, it looks like a large part of the world is run by raving lunatics or outright charlatans. And it's hard to... (coughs) I forget what the national debt is right now. It doubled, it tripled during the Reagan years, and it's been increasing even faster ever since... not a million, 5.6 trillion. And, and you know, uh, when they started raising it dramatically under the reign of Roosevelt II, the, all the liberal intellectuals kept telling us, don't worry about it. We only owe the money to ourselves. I was raised on that line of bullshit. We only owe the money to ourselves. That's not true. We owe the national debt to the Federal Reserve, which is a private bank of whom the owners are unknown according to the law establishing the Federal Reserve. You can't find out who owns the Federal Reserve because under the law that's never to be revealed. The president may know, but even the president doesn't know. Actually, he only knows half of them. The president appoints half of them and they appoint the other half. We don't have any idea, and that's only the board of directors. We don't have any idea who owns the stock in the Federal Reserve. We owe $5.6 trillion to these bastards and we don't even know who they are. But that don't worry. Don't worry. They have a magic wand and their money is real money. And we got to pay the interest. If anybody else printed all that money, it would be a counter. So if if a bunch of anarchists got together and printed currency and distributed it without interest, that would be counterfeiting. The Federal Reserve is perfectly legal and can collect interest on the paper they print because they have a magic wand, which turns paper into money.
1: come sta? Guarda, 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 yeah, guarda, 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 yeah, guarda, 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 guarda,
5: New Devour Grilled Cheese Sandwiches. Mm. Ah, Snap out of it, man. Devour the taste of your dreams. Wall of Asgard will be built up by the first day of summer. What reward do you claim? We would have it ready for you. The stranger turned from the work he was doing, being subdued under the mocking tales that Loki told of him, and he was pleased with this chance to make his prowess plain to the Aesir and the Vanir, for survivors of the battle, and hidden in a dell in the forest, they came upon two women. One was tall, with blue, unflinching eyes, and who for thee? "'said the lad. "'There is the meal-bag,' Sigmund said. "'But Freya did not cease to think upon them, "'and upon the things of gold they had. "'Why should Odur know I went to them?' "'Fish. "'Soon he felt something huge on his hook. "'The boat rocked and rocked till th- "'You dare not leave that stone down "'and come and play with me? "'Who told you I dare not do it? "'It's been war between the giants and the gods.' between the giants who would have destroyed the world and the race of men, and the gods who would have protected the race of men and would have made the world more beautiful.
2: Figure out what it could be. Well, there the matter uh, rested until about three years ago when, uh, um, I think his name is Leo
6: Levertov,
2: some kind of military historian one. That's a book by Ralph Nader. Now, my book is called, uh, Everything
4: is Under Control. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's a sort of, encycl- it's in, in a form of an encyclopedia of conspiracy theories and, uh, and heresies uh, against uh, consensus reality. Now, I discovered Alchemy <clears throat> oh, and I read, Alistair Crowley's entirely different interpretation of alchemy, which relates it directly to tantric yoga. A
7: gradual improving of our ability to perceive the language of the angel in our lives until finally at uh, Teferath, at the, the Adeptus Minor grade, the breakthrough of Briatic consciousness into our previously um, mostly locked into Yetzirah minds, um, completes a conscious link. Talk not overmuch. them that seek to entrap thee, to overthrow thee, her lovely brows and the dew of her light, bathing his whole body in a sweet smelling perfume of sweat. So I have a secret glory for them that love me. Pity not the fallen, I never knew them. I- Both their gods and their men are on which we are now entered. Superficially, they appear appalling. We see some of them already with terrifying clarity. But fear not. It explains that certain vast stars or aggregates of experience close into the word. For there are therein three grades, the hermit and the lover and the man of earth. Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. The word of sin is restriction. O man, refuse not thy wife if she will. O lover, if thou wilt, depart. There is no bond that can unite the divided but love. All else is a curse. Go round to the north and repeat, but scream Babylon.
4: Everything that gets into your brain affects your reality tunnel, your worldview.
1: Know that this is still a democracy fuck?
4: George shouted at the screen. He didn't recall TV newscasters being that obnoxious.
8: I wish I could see you right
0: now. Man, I hate this long-distance relationship
8: thing. Yeah, me too. Oh my gosh, was that you?
1: Uh, Radio has changed our lives and gradually saved our lives. A great deal. Of my thoughts were uh, basically unshareable with people, so I just uh, closed myself off and put on a
2: mask of normalcy, normalcy. normalcy. <laughs>
0: Chapter One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in creation with angels. As regards his mere animal qualities, man is inferior to many animals, but reason makes him superior to them. As it is written in the Koran, to man we have subjected all things in the earth. But if his lower tendencies have triumphed, after death he will ever be looking towards the earth. Yet something remains undone. The just man does something, and leaves many things to be done.
4: Of the Vedas I am the Sama-Veda. Of the demigods I am Indra, the king of heaven. Of the senses I am the mind. And in living beings I am the living force, consciousness. Of all the Rudras, I am Lord Shiva. Of the Yakshas and the Rakshashas, I am the Lord of Wealth. In 1925, Mahatma Gandhi wrote the following words. I find a solace in the Bhagavad Gita that I miss even in the Sermon on the Mount. When disappointment stares me in the face, and all alone I see not one ray of light, I go back to the Bhagavad Gita. I find a verse here and a verse there, and I immediately begin to smile in the midst of overwhelming tragedies. And my life has been full of external tragedies. And if they have left no visible, no indelible scar on me, I owe it all to the teachings of the Bhagavad Gita. In this passage that I have just quoted to you, Mahatma Gandhi was referring what is perhaps the most famous of all the spiritual classics of India?
1: You wouldn't anybody but Oh, the
8: hey yo, trophy wife, oh, out you won me. Until you had to find out it's one me. And no. now, now you pinched all your bum knee. Now I'm the bad guy, call me Chun Lee. Cause she was slipping, yep, you clumsy. And everything oh, I peep, can't just unsee. Six and it's unsweet. With respect, bodyguard, you ain't done speak. Now we shooting the shot like drive by. Why you huntin' me, make a call up like my side guy? You can't let the F boy F up my nice vibe. If yeah, you're Ariana, let me get you a high five. The ah, light Hi. is coming to give back everything the darkness stole. The light blurry. is coming to give back everything the darkness stole. The light and is, is coming to give back everything the darkness stole. The light yeah. is coming to give back everything the darkness stole. What
1: say? I uh-huh.
2: Six, but I think you can do ten. Ten? Starting right meow.
1: <laughs> uh, sorry about that.
6: Alright now. And over your license and registration. Your registration? Hurry up, meow. Sorry. There's something funny here, boy. No? Well, then
2: why are you laughing, Mr. Larry Johnson? All right, meow, where were we? I'm sorry, are you saying meow? Am I saying meow? I I, th- I thought... Don't think, boy. Meow, do you know how fast you were going? Meow, <laughs> what is so damn funny? I could have you said meow. Do I look like a cat to you, boy? <laughs> Am I jumping around all nimbly-bimbly from tree to tree? No. No. <laughs> Am I drinking milk from a saucer? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, do you see me eating mice? <laughs> hey, you stop laughing right now. Yes, Now, I'm going to have to give you a ticket on this. But. No buts, now.
6: That's the law. Not so funny, now, is it? Now.
8: <laughs> hey. The light hey. is coming and give back Everything the darkness told. The so, a- 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 light is coming to give back everything the darkness told. The so, so. L- a- light is coming to give back everything the darkness told. The so, so, so. a- a- light is coming to give back everything the darkness so, so. a- 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 told. The a- a- light is coming to give back everything the darkness so. a- told. Integrate your education with your faith and Christian worldview.
7: Find your purpose online at Grand Canyon University, private. Christian affordable. This uh,
1: mm-hmm. so is all the the and The first thing I met. The fly with the buzz and the sky with no
4: Rush Limbaugh. If Rush Limbaugh seems like nothing special, I feel I'm getting close to Buddhahood. And uh, meanwhile, uh, there's more research on the immune system and uh, other things connected with longevity uh, right now than there has ever been. There are more scientists alive than there has ever been. Most people the longevity research
8: every time you blow it on, blow it As if it shady, you just it, on, it It's like a are not just to give back everything the darkness told. <stealing sound>. The light is coming to give back everything the darkness stole. The light is coming to give back everything the darkness stole. The light is coming to give back everything the darkness stole. The light is coming to give back everything the darkness stole. The light is coming to give back everything the darkness stole because a man who doesn't spend time with his family can never be a real man.
2: Mm. You look terrible. Once you day
4: once you're the rest the world, in a month from now, this Hollywood big shot's going to give you what you want. It's too late. They start shooting in a week. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Mm. You know, Let's
2: go Let's wind the clocks back a year. These cops and lawyers wouldn't dare cross any of you. I mean, what happened? Did J- your J- balls drop off? Hmm? You see a guy like me. Freak. Freak. Like, A guy like me. Look, listen. I know why you choose to have your little group therapy sessions in broad daylight. I know why you're afraid to go out at night. The Batman.
7: reviewed blockbusters ever. <sighs> Showtime. time.
6: say not directly at the human being but at his surroundings so that by modifying the surroundings you did achieve uh, in at one remove an effect upon the human being today uh, we are faced i think with the approach of what may be called the ultimate revolution the final revolution where a man can act directly on the mind body of his fellows. Well, needless to say, some kind of direct action on human mind bodies has been going on since the beginning of time. Uh, But this has generally been uh, of a violent nature. The techniques of terrorism have been known from time immemorial and uh, people have employed them with more or less uh, ingenuity, sometimes with uh, the utmost crudity, sometimes with a a good deal of skill inquire, uh, acquired uh, by a process of trial and error finding out what the best ways of uh, using torture, imprisonment, uh, constraints of various kinds. Uh, but uh, as um, I think it was Metternich said uh, many years ago, uh, you can do everything with its except sit on them. Uh, that if you are going to control any population for any length of time, you must have some measure of consent. It's exceedingly difficult to see uh, how pure terrorism can function indefinitely. It can function for a fairly long time. But I think uh, sooner or later you have to bring in an element of persuasion, an element of, of getting people to consent to what is happening to them. Well, it, it seems to me that the uh, the nature of the ultimate revolution with which we are now faced is precisely this, that we are in process of developing of a whole series of things which is a
1: our of to uh,
6: to love their servitude. Uh, this is the seems to me the the ultimate uh, in malevolent revolution, shall we say? And uh, this is a this is a problem which uh, has interested me for many years, and about which I wrote uh, thirty years ago a, a fable, The Brave New World, which is uh, essentially the account of a society making use of all the devices at that time available, and some of the devices which uh, uh, I imagined to be possible, uh, making use of them in order to, first of all, to standardize the population, to iron out uh, inconvenient human uh, um, differences, uh, to create, uh, so to say, mass-produced models of human beings arranged Uh, in some kind of a scientific uh, caste system. And uh, since then, I have uh, continued to be extremely interested uh, in this problem, and I have noticed, uh, with increasing dismay, that uh, a number of the predictions, which were purely fantastic when I made them 30 years ago, uh, have come true, or or seem in process of coming true. That uh,
7: I believe you're a professional golfer. I think you should be working at the snack bar. You better relax, Bob. There is no way that you could have been as bad at hockey as you are at golf. All right, let's go. do oh! You like that, old man? You want a piece of me? I don't want a piece of you. I want the whole thing! Oh,
1: oh no! going
7: to get it, Bobby. The price is wrong, bitch.
2: You've
1: had enough.
0: <laughs> no? <laughs> now you've had enough. Oh. Mm. Uh, Radio has
1: changed our lives and that's-